This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to breaking down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Rebbin, and as usual, my friend Simon Townley. How you doing, mate? You alright? Very well, thanks. I'm glad we started that again. It was rather cheerful for considering the result last night. We we started too bright there. We needed to bring the tone down a little bit. Yeah, well, I was just going to say thanks. Obviously, to those um, of you that don't know, it didn't do watch the watch along. Simon did the watch along for me last night because I was in this room where I am now on the computer behind me um, working, um, working, which was a bit of a shitter. Um, I did finish at half time though, so I managed to catch the second half, but that was the, the most boring part. We just didn't do anything. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the game in a minute. How are you, mate? You all right? I'm very well, yeah. Good, thank you. Just enjoying the weather. It's a bit rainy. Yeah, it's church, a bit miserable so. today, isn't it? As, as we were just saying off air, it was raining where you were, but not where I am. It's it's hit where I am now. It's raining here as well. Shit weather. 
Yeah, shit weather. And I don't even live far away for those who are thinking. I'd live literally the other side of Burnley. Um, so yeah, the weather's not the best. But um, other than that, all good? Yeah, positives and negatives to talk about this week. So it's uh, it's an interesting one, really. I I, I, did you get to watch the match yourself? I know you're working. I know you have oh, a little screen in the corner. Yeah, I, I, I well, I put that on Instagram, didn't I? I've got... Um, mm. I had my my running order open, my bloody horse racing thing open and everything else, and in the bottom corner I just had a little screen of, of Burnley playing Man United. So I managed to watch the first half, and obviously I finished at nine, and that's when half-time was. So I went downstairs and watched the second half uh, downstairs, and obviously watched you boys on the watch-along. That's when I was texting, saying Simon needs to update the, the ticker below. Jared, get Simon oh, to update the ticker. Time. Well, I text Jared anyway. So I mean, you need to you need to update the ticket mix. It still said like I think it was like seventy fifth minute, and it said Green second off soon. starting soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, 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 I had a nightmare with that, but I'll tell you off podcast. It worked. Half on Safari wouldn't let me on Streamyard. It said that the browser's not supported. Were you using Chrome? So I downloaded Chrome, which is when I text you saying get ready for ah, right, a, yeah. a, another thing. Chrome doesn't support it either on forums. So I uh, I wonder what got on. But basically, you know, like when you update your iPhone, I'm on what we are now, like 14.2. Yeah. There's a 14.3 and I have to update that. But obviously, I couldn't do that 10 minutes before kickoff, could I? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but anyway, thanks for doing it. Did you enjoy it? It looked good. It looked All decent, good. apart from the banner, yeah. obviously. Apart from the banner, yeah, I got that wrong a bit. But uh, it looked all right, yeah. We did... We did uh, I did a little surprise for the boys, but we nominated man of the match. None of us could decide a man of the match, though. But we'll get into that later. But the we let the audience viewers do a poll on there. I know you do your own as well, but I just said, look, we can't decide who's man of the match. Yeah, Help well, I only, I only do it if we get beat. I don't tend to do one, so I, I won't be doing one this week. Um, so well, that's a little the, bit. The majority hard, was chosen right last night. Well, yeah, I won't say obviously who yet, but the majority was chosen, and then I introduced them to the new man of the match banner in the corner. They loved it. Went down well. Did it? Happy days. How did it go down with the audience? Yeah, I, I don't really know. I, don't, I, I was too excited myself. Uh, <laughs> but the lads enjoyed it. Fair enough. Um, just before we get started, I do want to give a quick mention to our sponsors there on the bottom of your screen. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook on Friday, um, if you're listening on the podcast, I'll just give you a quick rundown of who they are and what they do. It is, of course, Pitch Sport. They've been sponsoring us for just under a year now. We're getting to the year anniversary. In fact, no, I think they've been sponsoring us for over a year because I yeah, remember they, they were they were sponsoring us before the COVID um, situation. So yeah, you know, big shout out to Pitch. They've been loyal to us. They've been sponsoring us for a long time, and it'd mean a lot to me if uh, any everyone listening to this went and downloaded the app um, and just got involved and stuff like that. It's it's it basically like I say every time. It's like a fan hub. You go on there, you talk to Burnley fans, you talk to fans of other clubs. Um, and you can make predictions, predict your team lineups, uh, and give your sort of like thoughts after the game as well. And of course, every single week there is a fan time question, which we will get into later on. Um, we will discuss the, the the most recent one, and then I will be uploading another one pretty much straight after this podcast. Um, and I will be um, sort of like advertising that on the socials as well. So please, if you haven't already, please do download Pitch Sport. Uh, it's available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. Get it downloaded. Um, Call for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and just just another thing before we get started, if you are watching on YouTube, you'll notice there's a few we've we've trying different things. Um, hopefully, it is um, noticed and uh, appreciated. Now you will notice that my camera is a little bit behind. Uh, so if you are watching this, um, 
I might be a little bit out of sync. I apologise for that. I have no idea why it's doing that. I think this computer is just not good enough, basically. It, it's I, I, it's a MacBook, so you think it would be good enough, and it's like a year old, just over a year old. But when I bought it, I bought it just for sort of like family living. It was never to do with streaming or anything like that. Since then, I ended up having to edit like 4K videos of Bradford City Football Club, and I'm doing 4K streams now. So I think essentially I just need a, a better computer. But when they're like 1,000, 1,500 quid, two grand a pop, um, we might have to do out of sync videos, or I might just go back to the FaceTime HD camera because um, it's, it's just it's. I'm just starting. It's not too bad. Right, I'm well, half put a the second. HD camera on. Yeah, show them how good it is. Put it on. Right. Hold on. Right. So, so that's that's the see. HD. That's the FaceTime HD camera. Apparently, it, it obviously it's much better. The DSLR is, is, is much better. <laughs> the DSLR <laughs> is much better. I don't get all this grainy shit. Why is it so grainy? It's meant, it reckons it's HD. That's not HD. That. Anyway, no, no one needs two jaws on on the stream, so we'll get rid of that one. Yeah. But it, it, one's enough. Um, but yes, I just 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 to just to put it out there, if you're wondering why I'm like a, a second out of sync or whatever, that's why. So we will keep trying. We'll problems. Keep, that's all. Yeah, we'll keep trying uh, and and working it out. Hopefully, hopefully it gets better. But like I said, I do think the computer's just not got enough RAM and it can't handle doing doing so much at once. Um, but anyway, um, people always have a go at us, say, we, oh, you go around the houses too much, just talk about the bloody footy. We've done seven minutes of going around the houses, so we'll get into the footy. Uh, obviously, we've got two games to discuss. We've got um, players to discuss. We've got FA Cup draws to discuss, so let's get into it. Uh, we'll start with the yeah. Manchester United game. Obviously, I will leave this one largely down to you, um, but there's a lot to discuss in this Man United game. Um, there was... Uh, VAR controversies. There was um, goals that should have been given something and shouldn't shouldn't have been given. We'll get into that. There's um, team selections, there's substitutions, but we'll start just with the overall performance and results. Um, Burnley nil, Manchester United one. Simon, what did you think of the game and the Clarets' performance? I think it's, there's levels of frustration there. But it's a game of two teams, as I keep saying. I keep, I've said it many a time now on the podcast. It's attack and the defence. There's two sides at the minute. Um, defensively, I think we nullified them for the majority of that game. Even when they were getting into the box and they were bringing it down, we weren't allowing them to turn in the box and get the shots away. Um, to, to basically stop them, I think we on, they only had three serious shots on target. Um you know, and then just just sort of stop a team with that firepower up front. You've got Cavani, Martial, Rashford, yeah. and not to mention Fernandez behind them. Uh, well, I just did mention him, but you've got <laughs> you've got a serious sort of attack there, and we we nullified that for the majority of the game. And then to score, the only way they did score was by the unluckiest little nick off uh, Bakalout's left leg that's just took it through the legs of Nick Paul. I mean, if his legs were short, if, if Matt were an inch to the left, he would have blocked it. So it was literally that was the thing that decided the game, and that's quite from that's you know that's a good thing to think about. I don't think that's a negative. <clears throat> marginal decision, well, marginal luck, sorry, has decided the game. But then that's just the overall performance. There were so many little things to yeah. frustrate you. And In, for, for me, I think I, I thought we played relatively well. Defensively, I'll, I'll just basically yeah. tell you what I put on Twitter. I summed it up perfectly on Twitter. If you want to follow me personally on Twitter, you can. It's <laughs> if you do say so yourself. I, I, listen, <laughs> I know that I talk sense. Um, 
basically what I put on Twitter is Burnley were solid defensively again um, but up top is still a concern especially Woods form we won't talk too much about that we'll get into that in a minute I want to talk about that separately uh, we offered very little going forward again uh, lad needs to break confidence his shot now like I said we'll discuss Wood in a minute because I do want to I do want to discuss that separately however I do want to touch on like you said you, you've summed it up perfectly the defence is playing really well but going forward there's, again there's not much there is there like I, well, we had a couple of half chances there was the one that Tarky had late on but it I think I wrote on Twitter at the time, like anyone but Tarky, you can't really you know, begrudge Tarky for missing that. It's, it's not his job. Um, but other than that, there are a Vidra snapped shots. Um, we just, again, a, a game where we just weren't really getting forward. You might remember a chance that I can't remember because obviously we're watching it sort of like half arsed in the first half. But again, there's not that many chances where we, that we're creating again. I mean, I know United are a good side, the top of the league for a reason, but you would think that we'd be creating more than nothing, basically. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because arguments are now, you know, J-Rod and Vid's up front, uh, Barnes and Vid's up front, you know, they don't, they don't, I think people want a change, right? And that's fine, and I understand that. But my only concern is two big chances fell to Vid's. The second one was an half a chance, but the first one for me was a definite chance. And then... Which one's that one again? So it's just basically the same shot. He's hit it off the sort of like half volley, but smashed it completely over the bar. He did the same yeah, I remember thing five that minutes later in the right. from the. He did that on the right hand side of the box in the say eighty fifth minute, and then did it again in the eighty ninth minute on the left hand side. I can't remember exactly the minutes. Don't quote me on them, but it was uh, that sort of timeline. And Vids has gone through, and he's got these now. It, I just wish that them chances were falling for Wood. But the problem is, Vid peels off because he knows he's not there to win the headers. So if Woods were, peel, if Wood were peeling off and them chances are lead, lead to him, you've got a feeling them shots are going to go on target. Yeah, they're, all right. They're going to we'll, trouble the keeper. Yeah, well, obviously, I said we were going to discuss the the Wood thing, but we'll do it now because you, you've continued yeah. with it. Um, Sorry. I, 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 I want about strikers in general. But I've said it time and time again. I'm probably Chris, one of Chris Wood's biggest fans. I defend him every single week on the podcast. But I think it's got to the stage now. And just before I do say what I'm about to say, I stand by everything I've said. I do still think he is our best striker. <clears throat> Up until recently, any chance that I want to fall to somebody, I want it to fall to Chris Wood. But at the minute, I just think his confidence is so low. And I've said it time and time again. I was saying it this time last year in the podcast. He's always, he's always been a confidence player, even when he's at Leeds. When his goals dry up, they dry up. When he's scoring, he's scoring every single week and scoring some like really good finishes. But he's at the stage now where he's, been a, um, he's not scored enough goals, is basically what I'm trying to say. And now his confidence is so low. He just, he's not doing the things, like you say, like peeling off. And like, yeah, it might be all well and good saying, I wish these chances would fall to wood. So do I. I wish his chance to fall to Wood, but they're not doing. I mean, I know they have done in certain games as well, like MK Dons, they missed a couple of chances, and there's other games. Uh, again, I don't want to reel them off in case I'm wrong, but I can think of headers where Wooded last yeah, year would have scored these yeah. headers. Um, but I think the difference is, like, I'm not Vidra's biggest fan. I do think he's, you know, he's, he's on the bench and don't get many minutes for a reason. Uh, if you just like you said, you mentioned them two snapshots yesterday. I don't think I don't think Woody or Barnes would snap at them like that, or even Jay. I, I think I think they, mm. if they hit it, they hit it better. But I think they probably will just try and bring it down. I think that's the difference, and then people get frustrated because they haven't hit it. But then Bridger hits it and it goes high and wide. That's why they're not hitting it. But I do think we need a change up top. I, I I'd, I'd go with personally. I'd go. I'd, 
I, I thought Barnes has been poor this season, but he's looked a lot better recently. He looked okay yesterday. I'd go with Jay. I think Jay offers a bit more than Wood at the minute. And then you can have you can have the Wood type player in Barnes who's winning the free kicks and holding the play up. And then you can have Jay dropping into the midfield, which is what we say quite a lot. And I think that might work. I do prefer that partnership with Wood and Jay when Wood isn't out of form. But I think at the minute, he just... He just needs a break. And now all this all this shit about people saying, oh, sell him, he's not good enough, that's obviously a load of bollocks. He's just he's just out of form. Class is temporary. Sorry, class is permanent form, is temporary. He's out of form. That's all. If he we're needs going a on break. that logic, Nick Pope would have been sold after the six games this beginning of the season. Exactly. He's still a class striker. He's still the best striker that we have. He just needs a break. And if if if, if Shaw Dash says to him, says, look, you're not playing good enough, you need to sit on the bench for a bit, and then he comes back in in four games. He's going to be more fired up. I, I think it'll. I think it'll work wonders for him. Obviously, time will only tell if, if that does, or even if Dash does it, which I don't think he will. I think Wooden Barnes will, will start again against West Ham on Saturday. Um, but I honestly believe that is the best course of action for Chris Wood. Just give him a break. Just give him a few games out. T- tell him he has to fight for his place. I think that's another problem. He knows he's in the squad all the time because the squad depth isn't there. We don't have anybody to bring on. Like everyone is all of a sudden thinking Vidra's this massive savior. Like. He missed his penalty against MK Dons. You know what I mean? And, and it's just it's certain just players that get away somewhere. with certain things. Exactly, if but Wood I do, I do appreciate. I do appreciate. Exactly. And if 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 Wood had done that shot that you just mentioned against Man United, oh, they'd then, be knocking him off the cells. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I understand. Just going back to the point you made about Vidra peeling off, I think that's. That's the difference. I think that's we need him to come on earlier. Bringing him on in the 85th minute, as much as I say I'm not his biggest fan, I do think he deserves more. And I would start him if Vidra. I would start Vidra if we give Jay and Barnes a chance now, and that doesn't work. He does need to play, but he can't do anything from the bench. But what my point is, Wood is out of form. He's not shit. He's out of form. Give him a break. Get him dropped. Give him a few games off. Make him come back in a few games. Firing, hopefully, hopefully ready to prove everybody wrong, and then give Vidra more than five minutes. What, what's Vidra going to do in five minutes? Because it's all well and good saying he snatched at these shots. Like he might have had his eye in if he'd have played ninety minutes at that point, or even fifteen minutes. He might not snatched at him. You know what I mean? It's just all these team selections for me are wrong at the minute. Like he's getting, he's getting it wrong up top for me. His dash and his substitutions are wrong. I don't know what it is with dash and his subs. They're just too nice. late every single week. They're too late, but. But yeah, go on, if you want to add anything, I'll let you know. I've rabbited on a bit on that one, but that's my thoughts. No, no, I fully, you know, I fully agree with your, your opinion on it because there's no right or wrong in this. Is, it, is a break the best thing for him? Is it to keep him running to get that one or two goals and then he's away again? There, there's no right or wrong answer in this. This is all about that player, that individual, what what fires him up. And for me, from what I know of him, I, I think he'll be itching to start on Wednesday. And I don't think sitting on a bench would motivate him more than just thinking, I need to get that goal. I don't think he needs any more motivation myself, personally. Um, when you say Wednesday, I presume you mean Saturday. What did I say Wednesday? Sorry, it's West Ham. It's start it? on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I meant to say, it should start against West Ham, so I don't even know where Wednesday comes from. Um, but yeah, he, he, he is the best option. He really is. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, Vince is an exciting option. Vince is a game-changer. There's certain players in the my footballing life that have been far better coming off a bench than they have been starting. And from our Burnley experiences with Vidra, it seems to be that he is good coming off the bench. But like you said, he needs time off the bench. You can't give him five minutes. He needs half an hour. He yeah. needs a proper run. Um, 
you know, Solskjaer, the man, the man sat next to Dice yesterday, he, he made a career off being a super sub. He didn't necessarily win your games when he started. There's, there's other players in the Premier League that have done this, but five minutes when you're 1-0 down isn't going to... Isn't enough. Well, it was 10 minutes, I think, weren't it, yesterday? But it's not enough for me. I think he needs to come on. When Dwight come on? A double sub, right? Attack versus defence isn't working now. We're 1-0 down. Bring Dwight, bring Rids on. We need to get back into this. The, the thing that sort of stands out to me is that Dash thinks that all 11 players are defence partnerships. They're, they're all involved in this defending as a unit. So, is that why he doesn't take subs off? Like, is that why he doesn't change the front men? Because does would offer a contribution defensively that, for example, Vidra doesn't. Well, he does, to be fair, doesn't he? Because he's better yeah. at defending set pieces. And Football. then with Dwight, there was a couple of times that Johnny Tate mentioned, where's Dwight there? You know, because Peters were doing an overlap. And then he got stuck in a cul-de-sac and, and Dwight's just sort of running towards him, but at a, a snail's pace. And it, he is the best player we've got, is Dwight McNeil. There's no doubt about that. But he offers a different type of game. Yeah. So I do think we need Dwight back. I still think there's no need to panic. The fact is, we've I think we only lost one in six, uh, seven games. Sorry, before this game, I still think Chris Wood has played in every single one of them. So it's a bit harsh to say like this is the reason for all our problems because we're actually not doing that bad. But we have. Yeah, we're going for. I think like, like we said, going forward is the, is the main concern, isn't it? And it isn't just Wood. It is. The, the, we're not creating as many chances as last season. Nice. I, yeah, I, I think I think I think McNeil's form is a worry as well. Although I've recently, I think he has been a bit better. Like you say, yesterday he didn't really get much chance, but recently he has been a bit better. But he's still not the McNeil. He good yesterday. Yeah, he's still not the McNeil creating like it, like it, like it, like, like he was last season, and especially the season before. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe like the defensive shackles are on them even more this season, or what? But. Um, I think for me, I do think we need to give the lad give Wood a break. I, it, I, it's, I'm mainly worried because I, I, I know how how much of a confidence player he is, and I don't want him to, you know, to, to for his confidence to become completely shot that he doesn't recover at all this season. I think we need to we need to give him a break and hopefully and hopefully come back. But anyway, um, that by the way, before I move on, um, the banner, anyway. the pitch sport banner is is the bottom of uh, of your, of your screen again if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook. That will be this week's question. On, on, on Pitch Sports. If you want to go and answer it, feel free to pause the podcast now. The question will be, is it time to drop Chris Wood? Or I'll word it a bit better, is it time to give Chris Wood a break? Because um, I, I, I think it is. Uh, so um, that will be the question on, on Pitch Sport this week. We haven't even talked about ref yet. I'm getting there. Don't worry. Don't Rest, worry. We've got laws to talk about. Um, but yeah, before we talk about the VAR decision, I'm in the minority on on the on on this one. Uh, the Maguire disallowed right goal. Group, I think. No, I'm not. The Maguire disallowed right. goal. What what do you yeah. think? It was a goal. There's no doubt for me. See, I, I, I think most most Burnley fans agree with you. Yeah. I've noticed most Burnley fans do agree with you now. Yeah, oh, on no, Twitter. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being victim of claret tinted glasses here. I just, I just think he's leading with his arm. He's he's completely clattered him. And Peters, he could do better. He could actually look at where Maguire is and know where his man is. But I think for me, it's the arm that does it. And 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 the fact that his arm's there, he, he leads with it. I don't think there's no malice intent in it. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying the fact that he's jumping. I mean, I know you have to jump with your arms, but. It could do it without leading it into Peters. It could do it and then, I don't know, and just not lead into Peters is basically what I'm saying. Let's be honest. But if you watch the replay, the hand touches his back first, 
and then his arm bends into a bent position, which leads you to see that Peters is actually the one backing in. Because if you was leading with your arm, it would be sort of like elbow and forearm at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a holding Peters off. Peters has gone. Because he's underneath, we're looking at it. We are looking for me. Because because Peters is going back, Maguire's got the momentum. He's got the heart. He's ended up just going underneath. It's one of them yeah. sort of where the defender jumps and the striker's going backwards, defender goes over the top. It's one of them sort of scenarios. But the defender usually wins them decisions because they're back, they're for the striker backing in. It was the same scenario for me. Um, but on the watch-along, majority were saying no goal. So I, I was the minority. In fact, I was the only one on the watch-along saying it was for me it was a goal. I watched um, a bit of MUTV because David Jones were on there last night. Uh, and, and they were... Flabbergasted is a good word for that one. They, none of them could get their head rounds it. Yeah, I just, I just think for me, like I said, I think he's leading with his arm, whether he's backing in or or what. I, I just think he's leading with his arm, and then and then like you say, his arm sort of like changes, and that for me just that's climbing. Surely he's clattered him, and then he's climbing. Uh, that's 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 what I thought about it anyway. But maybe maybe it is maybe the majority do agree with me because we're all clarets. But I've noticed I put a tweet up about it yesterday saying, "All right, so you can just climb into players now," because a lot of the big big accounts like footier comes and 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 squawker and stuff like that were all saying oh ridiculous you know and i would i said also mm. oh, you know when you're a big six player you can just you can just climb into people can you know and i've got a lot of grief basically on that tweet off burnley fans so maybe it is just a vocal minority in there but it, it, it's definitely split anyway and like you say it's definitely contentious and a lot of people use the excuse of oh, that were burnley you'd be pissed off but yeah, Mark, yeah, that's, that's, no, that, that's no excuse not to give a free kick, is it? If it's a foul, it's a foul. Um, but it's another. It is a poor refereeing decision, not the fact that he's disallowed it. The, it's similar to the Ben Mee incident at Leeds um, when he gets clattered. Allow the goal and let VAR look at it. If, if it's something so wrong in it, VAR will disallow it. But again, he doesn't. He disallows a goal, and once he's disallowed the goal, then that's it. You can't you can't bring it back. Apparently, in them situations, I'm not sure exactly what that is. Once you've disallowed a goal like that. Again, all the VAR rules are all different. They change every time. I can't really keep up with them. Um, but that was one refereeing thing. I was going to say that like, we've not even agreed on that and we've not pre-talked this at all. So I do think no, well, that that's, the next that's, one's harder. Yeah, well, well <laughs> I don't... I'm, again, I don't... Yeah, so obviously, we're going to go into the VAR decision now. Um, for those that missed the game or need a bit of a recap, um, Johan berg Gudmundsson and Luke Shaw go for each other uh, on the uh, on the edge of the Man United box, Luke Shaw wins the tackle um, cleanly or uncleanly. We'll get into that. Man United then break. Um, ben Mee, you don't know what Ben Mee's doing, picking his arse, just stood there watching the ball. Can easily just edit away, man, and all this trouble will be avoided. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, as the commentator on my perfectly legal stream said, um, I think he's just dallying. He gets caught sort of like because Johan's on the floor, so I think he just doesn't really know what, whether to play on or not, and he just gets caught yeah. for two minds, and obviously it goes through. And then, is yeah, it Cavani through on goal? And Robbie Brady yeah. brings him down. Now, we'll, we'll start off we'll with start the... start at the beginning. We'll start, yeah, we'll start off at the beginning. So, Westwood takes the the centre. Uh, sorry, the, the Westwood kicks off. Oh, you don't mean yeah. that beginning. Right, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, Johan, off, Johan and, and Link Show... <laughs> he kicked Did it? off and then took the knee. Did you not I, say I, that? I missed. No, I, I joined it like two or three minutes late. He, uh, he, he, everyone, the referee blew his whistle, so everyone gets down on one knee. He kicks off to everyone on one knee and then thinks shit, so he gets down on one knee. <laughs> and then the ball, and then it shows him, pans into his lapping, and then the ball just rolls back to him. 
Miss that. Um, but yeah, Luke Shaw, Johan Berg-Gudmundsson, um, your thoughts? Red card, yellow card, not even a foul? What, what are you thinking? So in the real time of it, I didn't see anything other than a coming together. I thought it might be a foul, it might not be a foul. I hadn't really made a decision. It was just a kind of a melee of players with a ball that come out of the end of it. And they got the break. At that point, that break's gone down. The ball's gone down. I, I'm panicking defensively there. So for me, I didn't see that much wrong with the foul because I wasn't up in arms thinking, stop the game, referee, what the fuck are you playing at? I was shitting myself when Ben Mee missed that header. Um, so at the real time, I wasn't sure it was a free kick at all. Then I've seen the replays. Now the replays for me, in real time, show him clearly touching the ball before he makes contact with the player. He's yeah. standing foot, he's flat to the ground. He does touch his ankle, don't get me wrong. He does He does go straight in at his ankle, which would then be shown in slow motion to the referee. In slow motion, it's a straight red. It should be sent to jail. It's violent conduct, GBH. <laughs> it's disgusting. But this is my, my point. The reason I'm bringing this in is because I've seen it in real time from the normal camera angle. I'm not sure it's a foul. I've seen it then in... Real time in a close up, and you can see him clearly touch the ball at the other angle. And then I've seen it in slow motion, and it's violent conduct red card. So it's difficult for the VAR to make a correct decision on that. My yeah. only criticism on this decision is it's either a red card or it's not. I don't think it's a yellow card because he touches the ball for me. I don't even think it's a foul. I think he touches the ball. So you're either saying it's violent conduct, he's lost control, and it's a red card. That's why we're stopping the play. Or he's won the ball. It's a good tackle. Because I said the same thing when Nick Port won the ball with his foot and then clattered into thing again. There were no studs yeah. showing then. That, that would, a lot of Burnley fans are up in arms saying he should be sent off, Luke Shaw. I don't think he should be sent off. I think it's a foul, mainly because he's not in control. But I don't think it's... Yeah. Like, like you said, it looks dangerous when it's slowed down, but I could yeah. fall over now and I'm falling onto a carpet, but you put it in slow motion and my head will be like a metre away from my desk. Exactly. That, I'll do a stupid face like that. It's going to look a lot where everything looks worse in slow motion. So because he's, he, he is off the ground slightly, I don't think he's lost control altogether. I just think he's no, off the ground slightly. Um, and then, as you say, he wins the ball and then his foot comes back up again. And that's the bit that everyone's up in arms about, I think. I'm not really sure why, because I don't think it's a red card. But you use no, the I perfect don't. example there of, of Nick Pope. Like Every single Burnley fan, me included, was saying that's not even a foul on Nick no, Pope. But yet the, the same Burnley fans are saying a similar sort of challenge from Luke Shaw is a red card. You can't have it both ways. It's either a foul and a red for both. In fact, I'll, I'll get into that, but you can't have it both ways. However, I do think Nick, Nick Port wins the ball cleaner than Luke Shaw does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's more the principle of it is the matter I'm going into. Not more, the reference is probably the wrong reference. It was more of, it's one, you know, he touches the ball first before hitting the player. For me, means it's not a foul. Yeah. The fact that he's touched the ball and then hit the player means it's not a foul. But if you see it as dangerous play, then it's a red card. Exactly. That's if you're going to argument. bring it back for dangerous play, I, that, that, yeah. that's what that. On my first four, I did think foul. I didn't think red card. Get him off, Thomas. I thought mm. foul. <laughs> private joke. The referee uh, not called Thomas. Old yeah, joke. private joke. Um, I didn't think that. But then, if you're going to stop it and bring it back, what are you bringing it back for? You're bringing it back for violent conduct. Are you bringing it back for dangerous play? Both of which are red card offences. Now, I don't think it's a red card offence. But if you're going to bring it all the way back, it's just one big man fuck. 
I think if 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 we're going into the next phase, which is Brady, if that hadn't happened, I do think the referee would have had a bigger decision to make. It, it, that's why he's gone back and looked at the Luke Shaw one for me because he's seen that he's gone. Well, it's a red, so I now need to look at this other decision to make sure that that. Otherwise, I don't think he'd have gone back to the Luke Shaw one, which again is a bigger, no. an even bigger mindful. But I think that's why he's done it because he knows that that's a red. He's seen that and thought, well, he's the last man, and he's completely clattered him. It, Brady, Brady was lucky. He probably would have got sent off for that if Luke Shaw hadn't have done what he done. Well, let's go into then. So we're playing real football now. The ball's gone. The ball's... As opposed to yesterday being fake football. No, because I'm saying like we've gone back to the phase of players now. So I'm saying right, that okay. the ball, we're real time football. So the ball's gone out. The ball's gone down. Ben Mee's Ben Mee's out of it. Ben Mee ain't getting yeah. back. Ben Mee's gone. Brady's got Cavani to deal with. And was it Martial who was up with him? There was someone over on the right, but there wasn't Burnley defender with no, him. No, exactly. Yeah, there was, that's what I mean. So it, it was so much in favour of Manchester United. Yeah. Because Ben was out. Of, ben was out of it. He wasn't getting back it, because, of his, because of his because of his hesitation. Was it not Ben? Ben and Brady. No, Ben's, ben was. But Brady's gone to Cavani. Martial was at the right with somebody covering. While Ben me still trying to run back at this point. I think. Right. Okay. Um, but think. yeah, that, it, if that is real football, as you put it, yeah, um, he's gone. It's a red. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's a vile challenge. It's a striker's challenge, as he used to call it. Yeah, it's uh, it 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 could have done better. Um, let's put it that way. It could have done better. He scissor um, kicked him. He's, he's wrapped his legs around him. He's not. I don't even know if he made any contact with the ball. Never mind. No, he, I don't the, think he did. I've not seen it back since. Any. I don't think he does. It, I, Cavani's gone down. I'm I'm surprised. It was similar to the Wesley and Ben Mee scissor motion but Ben Mee takes the ball Ben Mee wins the ball a, Perfectly a lot challenge. longer and yeah and a lot cleaner and then his follow through gets Wesley which is unfortunate because Ben Mee makes some tackles all day every day Villa fans still used... go on about that by the way yeah, Villa I've, fans I've spoke about still this go on about Tom that Tom Eaton by the way Tom Eaton defenders all the way by the way um, but Ben Mee makes some tackles all day every day and usually there's not a player there to take the, the weight of him <laughs> Brady has thought I need to get this ball. And he, he's just basically gone through the player and not even touched the ball. So, it was near enough hip height, the way he's connected with him, mate. It was, yeah. Well, it, it, it was, was off the ground. It was, it, it, that, like I said, it, it was gone. There's no there's no two ways about it. It was it was definitely getting sent off. Like I said, that I is why him. the referee has gone to look at the Luke Shaw one because he did look at the Brady one first and he's made his mind up there. He's gone, right, that's a red. I need to make right, sure no. that that play should have existed. So... This is my problem. Apart from the fact that Brady mounted Cavani like a lion hunting prey, it was more of a case of the referee <clears> blew his whistle, instantly got a card out of his pocket, and I thought he's gone here, and it was the yellow card. Now, I, I argued, I was up in arms at that point, because I said, fucking hell, it, it, it's either he's won the ball, ref, or it's a red card, because he's last man. Yeah. So you can't give him a yellow, you've made the wrong decision here, ref. I was thinking, he must have seen him touch the ball to give him only a yellow. So I'm waiting for the replay, thinking, well, he's got it wrong then. I've seen the replay, and I'm thinking, how is that not a straight red? Yeah. So then VAR's obviously said, you need to look at this, and they were zooming in, zooming in, watching the Cavani tackle, um, and then all of a sudden, they must have said, listen, mate, he's got to go for this, yeah, but let's just I mean. check that one first. That's what I mean, yeah. That's what, that's yeah. what I'm referring but to. Yeah, first, so I've seen that and thought it's a red. Say that's a yellow? That... 
he should he, he shouldn't have missed he got everything wrong he got everything yeah. wrong in that in that in that fit he shouldn't have missed the show challenge for me I know you said it in real time you didn't think it were a foul fair enough I, I was sat here going oh fucking hell ref fucking hell and then yeah, I wasn't sure I'm not saying definitely and then it, so he's got that I, wrong yeah. for me it should, that, that should have been stopped there we should have had a free kick which we did in the end and we're fucking wasted um, <laughs> then, then he's got the Robbie Brady incident wrong it's just then he's took yeah. forty five minutes to decide on VAR. It was just an absolute shit show. Correct, um, but uh, I think that's pretty much it for Man United match. I, I, I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, one thing I will say is, um, although I thought we were unlucky, Man United deserved to win. We didn't offer anything going forward um, again, um, and I have no qualms in losing that match. I thought on, on the balance of play, Man United were the better side and they deserved to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. I can't disagree with that, mate. I thought we played defensively all right, not enough attacking, and they they were clinical in that one chance that was, I know it was deflected, but we're just not taking them chances. Have you seen the freeze frame of Pogba hitting it? No. Man United tweeted a picture of it, or the Premier League tweeted a picture. There's just so much technique in that. It's just, it doesn't even come to him cleanly, and his entire body is sort of like creased. It just looks insane. The amount of technique that he's done to, to get that shot away is incredible. Again, it is fortunate in the sense that it takes a deflection, then goes through Port's legs. Another day, we draw that game 0-0 because, you know, another day, like you say, Loughton blocks that or... Sorry, Loughton, Robbie, Loughton. I apologise. Um, uh, blocks that or, or or even if he doesn't, Pope has got his legs shut, you know, so it's just unfortunate. But I've got no problems with it. United deserve to win the game and um, we didn't move on at the end of the day. Right, so that's what me and Simon thought of the Manchester United game. But what did the Burnley fans think of it? Here is uh, Kieran, Neil and anti-football uh, with the fan reaction. And as usual, I will encourage people to please send in their fan reactions after every single match. We are looking for as many people as possible to get involved. Um, I'm always looking for new people, so just send them in. Just send your match reactions, two to three minutes. Um, just filming yourself, recording yourself. You can even do audio if you wish. Um, just chatting about that game and we will put it into the podcast or into the show which goes onto YouTube as well but here's the fan reaction from the Manchester United game Good morning fellow Clarets um, just to recap on uh, thoughts on uh, last night's game um, I thought we played well uh, to be honest, um, against a very strong United side. I think that's the strongest United side that they've put out this season. Um, first half, I thought we were a better side, just about shaded it, you know. Um, didn't let them play any football. Um, we played some lovely stuff at times in the little pockets. We knocked it around quite well. Not too many long balls, I didn't see last night, you know. First half especially, I thought we played it to feet quite a bit. Um, yeah, so I thought we shared it the first half. Second half, they come out all guns blazing, you know, for the first 20, 25 minutes it rolled in, we couldn't get out of his own half. And then I thought after that, after they got the goal, I thought we 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 got back to what we were doing at first half, uh, dragging them, you know, down to our level and, and making it a real dogfight. Uh, personally, I thought we, you know, not being biased, I thought we deserved a point at least um, for his efforts. I thought we played quite well. Um, a few individual, good individual performances. You know, I thought Tarki were... Outstanding, I thought he went man at match. Ben me again, Port's made a couple of good saves. Not really give United any clear cut chances, to be honest. You know, like I said, we they had a very strong side out. I thought we contained them quite well at times. Um, regarding the decisions, I think he's got the first one definitely wrong. I think Shaw 
it's it's a day, you know in today's I know he's gone for the ball and you know his eyes are on the ball all the time but he's gone over the top so for me I think that's a red um, I think he's got away with that one and then obviously the Brady one doesn't happen if the referee blows and, and gives that correct decision so it's irrelevant the Brady one um, yeah so I thought that's a definite red I thought he got that one wrong um, Maguire Goal, it's one of them, it could have gone both ways, but personally I think it's a foul. I think he's he's, he's leaning on him and he's the hand, you know, the hand, there is a bit of a push there in the back of Peters' head. So I think he got that one right. Uh, I thought the Maguire one, I thought Maguire got lucky. You know, and in past, I don't think it's intentional, it's not on ball, but if you're going off today's rulings, what they say, you know, if it hits your arm, it's a penalty. So, you know, VR should have, should, should have looked at that more clearly and I think it should have been given. Um... Dash's, you know, a couple of selections from Dash are a bit, you know, bringing Jay on again with five minutes to go. I don't know what Jay's done not to get a start. You know, like I said, I thought him and Vidra were playing brilliant towards the end of last season and then all of a sudden when Barnes and Wood are both back fit, they're automatically back in the team. Um, I thought Brady, you know, my hands up, I thought I'm not Brady's biggest fan, but I thought Brady played quite well last night. thought he had a decent game, thought he were a bit uh, arsed to be taken off. Um, good to see uh, Goodmanson back again. I didn't think he had a... And a, and a really fantastic game but I thought he had a decent game I thought he would have took him off uh, instead of Brady I thought Brady played quite well um, but I think Brady being on that yellow I think that's what played a, um, a part in Dash's decision but overall um, it's positive you know we're getting back how, how we used to be um, I think we need to we need to strengthen up top you know just to freshen things up maybe bring a young striker in I think we need a bit of pace up top I think Wooden Barnes are getting a bit too comfortable now that they're automatically going to be selected which looks like the case you know with Dash I don't think he looks like he don't trust Vidra and, and Jay. Uh, I don't know why. You know, Vidra's come on. And he looked exciting again. You know, he's had that good. He's had a great chance. Talk. He's had a great chance as well. You know, so like I said, thought we deserved the point. But onwards and upwards now. Um, looking forward to weekend. Stay safe, Clarets. Afternoon, Clarets. Um, Man United match reaction. First half, superb by Burnley. Um, got stuck in. I thought we had Man United rattled. Showed a bit of creativity as well, and it went in at half time. And I thought we might be able to nick a result here, but second half, God, I thought we gave them far too much respect. We stood off them far too much, and um, Dash needed to change it a bit earlier than he did. But that's that's one of the criticisms you can probably chuck at him. You don't want to criticise Dash too much, but the one thing you can criticise him is that he doesn't change the game and make changes quick enough for me. Um, I thought Man United were nothing special first half. Um, Apart from just always in the refs here, um, which it's, it's annoying. Um, but the goal was coming. We stood off them far too much, and the, you could just see the goal was coming. And you know, Pogba's lucky goal. He stepped it up the second half. Um, I don't really get the hype with him, to be honest. Um, I've, ne I've never really seen him play that well, and I didn't think he was brilliant yesterday. But second half, he he, he turned it on a little bit and took a punt with that shot, which was a bit lucky, but. You've got to, you've got to do shots like that to get the look, I guess. Um, Barnes played well. Um, he, he was running about, getting the free kicks, put himself about again. I think he got a lot of harsh criticism, and I said he was off the pace when he came back, and he was fitness wise. But I think he's showing that he's still got um, a contribution to make to the team. So he, he he did well. Just needs to add goals to it. Ben Mee, Tarkey, superb. I can't remember who got the man of the match. I know Ben Mee got the turfcast one, which is the only one that matters if you ask me. Um, Tarky might have got the Sky one, but um, you could make a case for either of them. I thought they were absolutely superb again. Um, and Tarky could have nicked it at the end. Um, 
probably should have got a toe on that chance right at the end but if that had fallen to anybody but Taki it probably would have gone in um, you, don't, you, you know you don't want those chances falling to a, a defender but um, I do think it's time um, as much as I love him and I do think Chris Wood's the best finisher at the club I do think it's time for him to have some time out of the team now um, he's just not effective um, and it's been far too many games now where we haven't had a performance off him it's not that he's getting chance he's having chances and it's not going in it's just nothing um, and I think Vidra did a lot more in the short time he came on plus his uh, MK as well against MK sorry um, to warrant maybe shaking it up a little bit and again that comes down to Dash because he brought he brought J-Rod on really late was it 90th minute 91st minute something stupid like that well, what's he supposed to do in that time so I think it's time for, for Dash to, to um, just not be so stubborn with his selection and having his, his favourites anymore and just try and mix it up a bit because the goals they need to start coming in that said I think there was chances where we could have attacked and there's a lot of backwards and sideways passing going on which we might not have had if McNeil was playing you know, he might have been a bit more direct, but he wasn't playing and he hasn't played in a few games, so we need to find a way to get creativity going without him for when he is missing. Um, still a very Burnley performance, so it wasn't a regression. Um, you can't come away and, and say, oh, none of them turned up, they were shit, but um, I think it was still a Burnley performance. We still look like we're back to our best. and um, I, think, I, I do think we're fine, but we need to start getting some goals, whether it's a new striker change the system a bit, change a different combo up front, we need to start scoring because it is going to cost us. Um, you know, top, Our top score has got three or something like that, which is not good enough. Um, and for me now, I think um, the the West Ham game is probably is, is really important now to get a result. Uh, we've got Liverpool after that and I know we got a, a decent result at Anfield last year, but they had sort of switched off. A lot of teams were getting results against them in the restart, but they'd already won it, hadn't they, by then? This time they've got a bit of competition, so I think they'll be fired up for it, especially if they beat Man United. So we need to um, get a result against West Ham, and then there's a bit less pressure on the Liverpool result because Sheffield United winning yesterday has put a bit of pressure on. I still think we'll be fine. I still think we're better than the teams around us, and once we start scoring goals, we'll climb up the table, but for the short term, we need to make sure that we're not dragged into it and we're not getting into a scrap. Um, so we need to start getting the, getting the points now and get that result against West Ham. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, th I think I can't really criticise any performance really. I think the the midfield was a bit quiet, um, but Man United weren't outstanding either. I thought we kept them quiet. It was just that we sat off them too much, and they've just got that little bit extra that we don't, and that short in the end. Um, although we could have nicked it near the end, and I, I think if we'd have just took a few more chances, they were probably there for the taking. So first half, I thought I thought we gave them a good game. Second half, I heard the lads say on the on the watch along, deflated is probably the word. Second half because half time I thought we got them, um, especially after the VAR decisions and and all that sort of stuff. Brady probably should have gone, but if Luke Shaw's foul is pulled up first, then Brady's doesn't happen. So I can see why the ref came to the decision he did. Um, but they were definitely rattled. And if we'd have just kept that intensity up second half, who knows, we might have got a result out of it. But 1-0, it's, it's not an embarrassment. And the performance was decent enough. Um, we'll still be all right, but we need to get a point against West Ham now. And unfortunately, it is time for Chris Wood to have some time out of the team, I think. But the Clarets will still be all right. Never mind, never mind. Eh, 
it's a, it's always a bonus if we get out out on it. Any of them top six teams, isn't it? So, Sodom, we got smaller fish to fry than them that we'll beat. We'll be right. Don't worry about it. Tell you what, though, I thought we might scrape a point. You know, we were defending pretty well. You were backs to wall job a bit in early part of that second half, but. They needed a bloody jammy deflected goal, didn't they, to beat us, eh, from Pogbert. Pope would have had that, other if it weren't for that deflection. But never mind, I tell you what, they're jumping around like they bloody won league already, eh? Them United, they're not going to win bloody league. Get out, they'll be plummeting back down before you know it, eh? And then them fickle fans of theirs will be, oh, I'll lay out, I'll lay out. Only in, only out, only off. Anyway, tell you what though, in that first half, ooh, that, that wit var, ooh, what a palaver, eh, wit var. Uh, he got it right in end, to be fair, but what a lot of faffing about. Referee, if you just give a bloody free kick in first place, it would obviously were a free kick. All that faffing about. But, you know, I think he got it right in the end, to be fair. Eh, but uh, that Maguire goal, pfft, eh? We got away with one there, to be fair, didn't we? If one of our lads had scored that, I'd have been fuming if it had been ruled out. No wrong with that at all. Good, solid header. So, well, they didn't get a pen. That's a surprise, isn't it? Eh? For United, they usually get there. They were trying, weren't they? All them fannies rolling around on the floor. Ooh, penalty to penalty. But uh, obviously we didn't get one, did we? We could have had one with that uh, Maguire handball. I think that that would have been given earlier in the season. But now it's a uh, different, different ball game, isn't it? Changing rules halfway through the through season. But uh, with it, i tell you what, though. Up front, Woody's not, he's not on it, is he? Woody, he needs a rest. I think he needs a rest. His, his, his confidence is shot. I mean, he will never ain't good at holding ball up, were he? He was always a bit clumsy and cumbersome, but he did a job and when he's banging them in for fun, you kind of let it slide, don't you? But he's, he's doing no to mob and no's going for him. And then when Vince came on, eh? He looked, he looked lively, didn't he? Had, had a few chances he caused more bother for their back line than uh, in 15 minutes than Wood did all the rest of the game. So if ever there's a time for him to have his chance, I think now's the time. John, are you listening? Listen to your auntie. Eh? Give Vince a chance. All we are saying is give Vince a chance. You know, it might come good. Finally. But anyway, that's enough for today. But next game, West Ham, the Hammers, the Bubble Boys. Let's beat them and get up that table. All right, that's me for now then. Take care of yourselves. Ta-ra! Do-do-do-do! Anti-football, do-do-do-do! Obviously, we beat MK Dons in the third round of the FA Cup. Not the most um, convincing of victories. Uh, obviously, no. scraped through, I think, is the, the correct term to use. Although, again, I got a bit of stick for that. But that's just what happens when you create a podcast page and you get 3,500 followers. 
and five and a half thousand followers on Facebook, um, people are going to give you grief. But I thought we were poor again. Um, I know it was a mixture of first teamers and stuff, so I'm not overly worried about you know about the result. You know, we were a, a, an injury hit side or an illness hit side, should I say? Um, but it's, it, it was good to get through, but it weren't very convincing. Yeah, we were definitely the better side, though. I, I want to sort of yeah. it wasn't good, but I think we we played some of the best possession that we've played all season so far um, in that first half, and we didn't do anything with it. Attack, again, attack versus defence. Yeah. They they never really looked that threatening. I thought Norris had a, had a good game, but didn't really have that much to do. Um, and then the goal was just... I don't know, it was a momentary lapse maybe of concentration, but in the majority of the game we were per- we were brilliant defensively. Um, good to see some young kids come on. Mumbongo were is uh, getting praised now. It's turned into a bit of a meme. Bring Mumbongo on, let him start. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all football Twitter kids, though, isn't it? Like, don't get me wrong, he did well, and obviously he got the assist for Vidra's goal. And without him on the pitch, I don't think Woodrow Barnes would have because the different sort of players, Wooden Barnes would have been yeah. waiting to try and get on the end of the cross, whereas Mumbongo's dropped away and then he's, you know, he's trying to win the second ball, which he did, and then we scored the goal. So with them two on the pitch, I don't think that would have happened. However. You know he's played well for 10-15 minutes against League One MK Dons. Let's all let's all relax. I don't get me wrong. He looks like he might be a decent player, um, but he he's going to need more um, game time, more under twenty threes games. Uh, let's not get carried away and start him against West Ham or start him against Man United like some people were suggesting. Um, but yeah, it's definitely you know, good to see um, him play. Do you know an interesting point? Like this is a cup, and and I've made many a point that I want Benson and people like that to start breaking through via the yeah. cup. Uh, obviously, he couldn't break through. There's, there's obvious reasons for that. Court needs game time. Stevens needs game time. Uh, Court is, for me, one of the things, one of the links that's missing. Now, I don't want to drop Brownhill. I'm not going to say that, but he's one of the links that's missing because the main problem we've had this year is connecting attack to defence. That sort of tenacity yeah. in midfield and the and doing the simple stuff. It's all right doing the attacking stuff, but doing the simple stuff sometimes, like your Dave Jones, like your Jack Court, is is integral as well. Um, so I do want to see him, but I believe that was the average age in that game for us, 27 years old, 28 high. years old. That is high, mate. That that is that's what I'm trying to say. That's our second team. So but like you is, say, you've so, got Stevens and Cork in the middle. That's going to bump it up the ball. You've got, you got Stevens, Cork, Barnes, Wood. Uh, Barnsley. Barnsley, Barnsley. There's a lot of over 30s there now, mm. and 30s. Uh, so, yeah, so it was a, that's an interesting thing, and that just shows... The next develop, you know, like we've said it, the uh, investment that we want to see is who's going to come and take over these players is miles away still. Um, but yeah, that's it. And then obviously, it was still good to get through. I still want an FA Cup result every now and again and a yeah. run. I, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I, I do want an FA Cup run, but could you imagine if we won it this year? I'd be gutted. I'd be buzzing and gutted at the same time. Imagine Burnley winning the FA Cup. I mean, it's not going to happen. Of course, it ain't going to happen. We ain't going to win it. But you know, if we got to quarterfinal or to semis, and then Sorry. and then we don't and we can't go, it's, it's going to be oh, it's going to be dog shit. I mentioned that for lesser clubs that are in not just the cup but in the leagues as well. Like because Wickham have got a good draw, they've got Spurs. Yeah. Um, and well, then Marine, yeah, I know they had a few fans there and stuff, but like who were it? Crawley, they brilliant. played yeah. Leeds. They, they can't. They couldn't go on. Um, you know, and, and, but you've and got even thingy as well. Wickham are in the highest ever <coughs> league this year. They've exactly. never been in the exactly. championship and they can't even go. It's and even and 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 
even Leeds United, and I know I like to give them a bit of stick sometimes, but imagine getting promoted Leeds to the United. Premier League for the first time in what were it 14, 16 years, and they couldn't they couldn't go on. Now they they brought the rules of coronavirus quite heavily and had a parade in the city centre, which the council said didn't break coronavirus laws, which it clearly fucking did. Um, but that's a different. You were debate. working there then, weren't you? I, 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 yeah, I drove past and saw them all outside yeah. Ella Road. I saw bloody Luke Haley like that with trophy to what fans are like. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah. Um, Honestly, I literally just drove past, glanced up, and there's this big bus outside of the road, like alien holding it like that, and that fuck me. That's funny, by only, the way, that you can actually drive leads. past that. You won't yeah, get anywhere I, near I, that in normal no. terms, would you? Well, it were up motorway, and you can. I don't, for those of you that know that way, the M621 goes past Ellen Road, and if you just glance to your right as you're going into Leeds City Centre, you can see down onto the main road um, that goes past Leeds. Um, that's that's basically how I could see it. Um, but yeah, so we beat MK Dons on penalties. Uh, what do you make of Vidra in that game then? Because um, he came on, did all right, got the goal. Mate, it was a game made for Vidra. Uh, just, I'm not saying that every game is like. Do I want to see him against West Ham? I, I'd like to see the excitement of him. Well, he's come on early. I think. I think that, that's that's yeah. that's where I'm at now. He needs. You 100%. can't just keep bringing him on at 82nd minute, Sean. If you're listening, 100%. Alan, if you're listening, tell him. Interestingly, by the way, like how we brought him on before, Jay would never have called that ever. No, but that um, were interesting. So yeah, so we've got West Ham, and then do I want to see Vidra start? Probably not, but I do want to see him earlier. I think you're right there, mate. Um, but it was a game made for vids. There's no doubts about it for me. That's where I want to see him. That's where I want to see him getting two free goals, putting pressure on Wood. Would that motivate people? Exactly, to, exactly. Like I know. said, I, I think Woody knows. The, the squad depth isn't there, and I'm not saying he's getting lazy. I don't, I'm not I'm not accusing him of that, but he knows that there's no competition for his place. He knows he's the best striker. He know even when he's out of form, and he knows, and, he, and even even if he had an inkling in the back of his mind, like hold on, Vidra's quite quick here, he, he could end up, you know, taking my place a bit. Sean don't fucking do it, so he knows he's like, oh well, Sean don't think it. So uh, we need more depth. We need more competition for places, um, and hopefully Vidra we'll comes on against game, West Ham, gets a goal, that that he get a couple of goals. And then they they get the momentum going again. I think that that, yeah. but I think it's worked in the adverse way. Yeah, it has. I think it, it was has. a gamble that hasn't worked. But yeah, um, anyway, we got who do we get in the fourth, fourth round? Fulham. Fulham. I knew that. I was just leading it. Shine. Uh, we got a Fulham. Yeah, shit draw. Now, I I, I was out and about when um, I, I heard this draw, um, and I was devastated. I was like, oh, devastated a bit a bit much. Well. I was because, like, if you've got a big team, granted we're probably going to get beat, but at least you tune in because you think, oh, well, we might, you know, it'd be good to get a little victory over City for once. No, or whatever. I, I, honestly, I'd rather, I'd rather get knocked out than play City. I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree with that, to be fair. But when I, when it was like coming down to it, and I heard the teams that were left, and then you just thought I didn't want any of them. And then Fulham comes, and I thought, Fulham away that's, as well. It was, yeah, it was like a see, double that's negative. That's the worst one. I don't know why it's a double negative, but I felt the same. Because we yeah. can't go. We wouldn't have gone. We can't, we can't, we can't no. go on the home game. So, it, But it, it, it's, it, it's just ingrained into you, isn't it? You're seeing away tie down in London against the shit side, and you just think, oh. But it doesn't yeah. matter, because we're just exactly. going to be sat in the same room watching it anyway. And this is my point, right? Because I thought to myself, that's the kind of game that typically Burnley will lose, even though we should win, because we're a better side. Uh, and you see, it's just had a weird day at Fulham, and we're probably going to lose it. So what's the fucking point? However, the fifth round draw was then made half an hour later by Crouchy. Yeah. And who did we get in that one? A Bournemouth or Crawley? 
Bournemouth or So Crowley. the incentive is there to get So now to all courses. of a sudden, I'm like, fucking Fulham, come on, lads, let's beat Fulham, get through against Crawley because they'll beat Bournemouth, and then we're at quarterfinals or something. And then we'll get beat by Watford, Marlon Beresford, free kick, sprawling. Imagine. Oh, Watford are out. God. It can't happen. Watford are out. It can't happen. Obviously, I'm going back to what were it? 1998, 99, that were? 2000? Them sort of. Ah, it was 2002, actually, no, wasn't it? I can't remember. I think it was Beresford went before that, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, unless it were Beresford. Anyway, irrelevant. We'll get it. That's, that's irrelevant. Um, but, yeah, so I agree with you, though. The incentive's there to beat Fulham. It's just. And I still don't think we will. We'll end up I seeing Fulham at semis playing against Liverpool at Wembley and thinking, oh. I was questioning everything to do with the FA Cup, you know, like the the, the coronavirus is on. The fact that we're playing a second side that doesn't really excite me at the minute. I don't see the youth coming through or anything at the minute. Mm. And then, then we get Fulham. And then they tell me that they're going to do the fourth and fifth round together. I'm like, what's the fucking point in that? Like, I want to see the fifth round. I want to, I want to win the fourth round and get buzzing for the fifth round draw. But then all of a sudden, it all just came together. And I thought, you know what? This actually ain't a bad thing doing the fourth and fifth together. Because like you said, it, it sensitizes sometimes if you've got a poor draw in the fourth. Actually, we could do a good one in the fifth here. I think it's not a bad idea now. I've seen it working. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they're doing it for, for COVID reasons, aren't they? I don't think it's something they're Yeah, but do, I like it. Um, from now on. Uh, but yeah, but if you get like City in the fourth and then Liverpool or Man United in the fifth, you might as well just yeah, stick you your already defeat, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. stick your under eighteens out. Forget it. Um, and to no. be fair, my, my dad texted me saying Fulham away, crap draw, and I put yeah, stick kids out, forget it. And then I did similar sort of things to you, and then then my dad texted me again <laughs> saying Bournemouth or thing here, we could go on a couple on that, and then I put on Turkey. <laughs> yeah, semis, here we come. Yeah, Obviously, I was joking. Thought, fucking hell, can you imagine if we win it this year? We've won one game. <laughs> we've won one game. We scraped past against a League One side on penalties, and we're all going on about the semis and potentially winning it. Because Man United or Liverpool are going to get knocked out. What one of them's yeah. one of them's gone. So that's one You've of the big six. Got to play one big team along the way, but the, the how many teams in the previous. FA Cups, when there's been an underdog, like your Bradfords, like your Wigan years ago, like, um, who was the other one that went in on not long ago? Swansea. And then you look at them, they, the Portsmouth draw... Portsmouth won it, didn't they, recently? I say recently, uh, the, the draw, 15, 20 years. when you look at it, fell on their laps. You know what I mean? The, the road, the, I was literally, I can see well, us yeah. paving the fucking way to Wembley Way, as I called it yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it just seems that... If you're not going to do it this fucking year, granted Fulham's not an easy game, I'm not saying it is, neither is Bournemouth, but it's easier than we normally get at this stage, them three yeah. games. So if you're not going to do it this year, then don't fucking enter next year, just say we're not playing. Yeah. Up your ass. Do what Man United did that year, do you remember when they got to Club World Cup and they just said, yeah, we're not playing in FA Cup, lads. So they had to draw yeah. that lucky loser out. Oh yeah, someone got beat. Someone got second round. Absolutely battered for it. Yeah, someone got beat it second round, um, and they and because United weren't entering at the third round, they put all the losers from the second round into a hat and drew a lucky loser. And I can't remember who it were, but I'm fucking adamant they just got beat again at third round. I'm fucking pointless. Um, <laughs> Should have give someone a bar. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it then for United, MK Dons, and the FA Cup draw. Uh, one thing I do want to discuss is um, Alan Pace, shout out Al if you're listening, he follows the page, I don't think he listens, but you never know, if you do, give me a shout, um, the new AI scout thing that Burnley have done, Yeah. the Downloaded artificial it. intelligence, I've downloaded it, now, I might even give it a go, 
You never know. I'll just I'll just put a fake date of birth in. They might Obviously, give me a belt. Age thing, it? Yeah, and I think it, what what were it like over fourteen to to nineteen or eighteen or something. I can't remember exactly what that it was. Were, but I'll put a fake. I think date that was the Burnley one. Have you seen the Chelsea one? There's a Chelsea one. Chelsea are on there. If you look further down the app, and it's four to twenty. They're looking. That's Austin before you old. He's in garden. Do some laps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my yeah. son's only two. I'm good to. He, he, he don't even pay any attention to football. Winds me up. I, I put, I'll start kicking the ball. I'm like, play football, Parker. He's like, no. And then he starts playing well, with some look, cars. I'm like, forget it then. Look, I mean, obviously, you're going to go into the app, but the, the negative that I found straight away is Louis' goalkeeper. There doesn't seem to be any goalkeeper performance drills on there. Right, that's interesting. Because I thought it would be med up for I thought it would be perfect for, obviously, Louis. Um, Louis being a, a keen footballer and, and quite a good goalkeeper. But yeah, let's, let's. I'm not going to go in too much into the app because I haven't really been on it. I've downloaded it in anticipation of maybe doing it and maybe filming myself and sticking it on YouTube, but then I, I, I thought, no, nah, shit that, because I'll just be shit and, and everyone will take piss. Um, but what do you think of the idea? I'm not a massive fan of it, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm a Why huge is that? Tech, I'm a huge technology guy. I love techs, I love gadgets, I love the concept of this, but I don't think it works in real football, I really don't. Uh, do you, how many programs have we seen over the years, like Wayne Rooney's Street Soccer, and that one where you, if you won it, I can't remember the exact name of the program, but it was a Sky One, and if you won, you ended up being a Chelsea graduate for for the next two years. Well, um, don't Jamie Vardy have a soccer school? I'm that's not sure. About... That I think that's a similar sort of thing. Or Leicester did something. I know there's a player at Bradford City who won the Jamie Vardy thing. It's called Colin Jamie Wood. Vardy does. It's like a. It is a competition, but it's almost like a like a cover up for a scouting mission in the non league. Basically, they basically look at non league players, get them in a, an eleven a side game against each other, the best non leaguers, and then pick one out to say, "Right, we've got your contract." Um, but yeah, I think that's a Jamie Vardy concept. This concept, for example, though, I think that all these street programs and all this thing where if you pass all these drill tests and things, I remember the guy who won the Chelsea one. I can't remember his name, but I remember he was a left back at Chelsea. And it was like Hutchinson, I think it was his last name, or Higginbottom. It was going to be H and it belonged. And uh, he he never went on to make it, but he ticked all the fucking boxes of the drill work and the thingy, which is what they're asking you to do. Now, that's in real time, and they've seen him in real life and picked him and said, yeah, this guy's going to be good enough for Chelsea. I don't even think he played that much for Premier, um, professional football. Now, how were you meant to pick a player from Stickman? By turning him into a stick man and then sending it into a, uh, an analytical thing, data guy, not 100% sure it will work. I understand it. I just don't know if it'll work. I really don't. Because football's, how many times do we say football's an opinion sport? How many yeah. times do we say we won't have him in our team, but yet he's scoring 10 goals in the Premier League for someone else? But like, like if, if you look at some of the old school defenders, like Ben Mee, if you have asked Ben Mee to do it, I've not seen the drills, for example. But if you ask Ben Mee to do a, a kick-up drill or a skill drill or whatever, it's going to look like a fucking, you know, a, a, a Sunday league player, like you say. So you're not going to find any decent like defenders and stuff on there. Well, Nick Port wouldn't have got through with his kicking and legs, would Exactly. So I do, I do get one. that side of it. However, I don't... I, I, like, I like the idea of it. <clears throat> I like the idea that it's going to open us up to a potential audience... Uh, sorry, a potential pool is the right word of millions. Potential, it won't be millions, obviously, but you know, potential millions of people that we wouldn't necessarily got to look at. I agree with your side of things. I don't necessarily think that side of it will work, but it will, however, 
get all these people in that do good on the app into the club that then they can form an opinion on that they wouldn't have necessarily done it. So that's a good way of getting people in. I don't think it's a good yeah. way to decide on people to give them a contract. It's definitely a good mm. way of getting people into the club. And the other thing that I like about it is people from all over the world are going to be downloading this app. They're going to be seeing Burnley Football Club on there. They're going to now be yeah, aware like of the Burnley Football aspect. Club. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is obviously what we talked about the other week on last week's podcast. Um so it's going to open Burnley Football Club to, to millions more people um, and not just people in Barn Oldswick and Burnley and, and, and stuff like that. People are going to be aware of us further away. So I do like that side of it and I do like the scouting side of it to a certain extent because it can get somebody into the club yeah. that you can like then the form an opinion on. I'm just unsure of how it's going to translate. I really don't understand how it's going to work. But I like the idea of it. I like the, the one concept is I think I've seen on it that like you can register your team, so maybe that scouts are going to say, Do you know what these are like. For example, Louis plays in Tier One, I think it is in the North, yeah, uh, West in the Lancashire League, and then it might make them think, right, well these guys have, have won it. Let's uh, let's just analyse these as a team. I think things like that would be beneficial. But t- getting my four-year-old in this garden now, running around corners, and then getting invited to Chelsea just seems bizarre. Can you imagine if Austin were playing for Chelsea, like? Three month Chelsea under fives. <laughs> That'd be absolutely yeah. legendary. You and John know. Terry besties. Um, is it Villa? Oh, yeah, is it Villa now, isn't it? Still be his mate, though. No, what? I don't like him, actually. Yeah, I'm going to say he's a prick. Um, uh, yeah. That's why I put you two together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, West Ham. I've got to start working 15 minutes, but obviously we've got to look at the West Ham game. West Ham this Saturday at yeah. uh, the London Stadium. Uh, West Ham are a Weird sort of team this season. They look a bit better than they have done in recent years. Yeah, they're good. Side. Um, we're good players, good manager, but they're that type of team, like your Newcastle's, that seem to, you know, they'll they'll nick a result against Chelsea or at home, or they'll nick a result against um, Arsenal. You know, the bigger games, the derbies and things like that, they seem to do it. But then their fans are more frustrated, from what I understand, because they're getting beat against teams like Burnley, as they would say. Not that that's what I'm saying, but our recent. History there has not been bad. Uh, Yeah, I've never been overly happy going to West Ham, but recently it's been a bit better. So who knows? It's it's probably got a nil-nil boring draw written all over it. Moyes versus Dash. Take it, hundred percent. It's going to be nil-nil or one-nil to somebody, isn't it? But they got beat off Newcastle on the first day of the season, and I do think they're a lot better now. Um, But that just goes to show that that type of team, because I know a lot of people make comparisons between Bruce and Dash can do a job on West Ham so fingers crossed we can do it and I think we can get a win because uh, we've been playing well recently I, I do think it's more likely to be a draw um, but just before we start wrapping up uh, what's your predictions for the West Ham game? Um, like you said 0-0, 1-0 um, I hope we could get a 1-0 win to be honest with you uh, I'll go for 1-0 Clarets I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for 1-1 then I, I know Mark will be listening and thinking he sat up fence again, but it's because I've. I do. I, we just. We, I think sometimes with the way that we're playing at the minute, and as we put up earlier in the season, the uh, attack versus defence thing, I do think it. It, it just we, we made up for draws. Like this side is is made for draws. Nil nils, one ones, because we don't attack too much and we defend pretty well. So we're definitely made for low scoring games anyway. Um, On a positive note, like, just to sort of like re reiterate where we are we started shocking this season 
we've had a bit of a good run. We're still criticising players, even though we've not, we're, we're on a decent form, to be fair. I know we're not scoring goals, but our point score is still where you would want to be for survival. Um, one point per game on average is, is, you know, just over it is that technically, but yeah. is where you want to be, and we, and we match that. So there should, there's no reason to go into any game scared or concerned or stressed or, or talk, getting onto the players' backs yet. I think we're still in a good position, and considering the start we had, we should be <clears> buzzing that we're here. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I still think we'll be okay. I think the only last two, the last two games we've lost were Leeds. Everyone knows what happened there. An absolute disgrace. Um, if we had an, a competent referee, we would not have lost that game. Uh, and Manchester United have just gone top of the league, so you know there's a reason why the they're re- top of the league. Yeah, and if the referee had sent Shaw off, it would have been a different game again. So, but then in your opinion, you should have given the Maguire goal, so we could have got beat four five nil out after that. Um, yeah, but the Maguire goal wouldn't have happened because he didn't have Luke Shaw crossing it. True. Were it Luke Shaw that crossed it? I don't know. No, I'm going to say there's no way you'd have remembered that. There's no way you'd have remembered that. I got a spot on. Um, before I wrap up, because like I say, I've got to start working 10 minutes now. Uh, we had a couple of messages this week. Um, obviously, we, we did um, a big sort of like thread last week, um, which we effectively stole off um, George Puddle, George Poole. And I said, I, I wonder why he's called Puddle and Poole. Well, George's dad listens to the podcast, and I wasn't aware of that. He's called Ian. Shout out to Ian. He says, Aya, George is called Poole, but because he is a small pool, we call him Puddle. So he's like, like instead, of a, instead of a pool, I've, I've never never had a I've met chat dad. with his dad before. I, I, I was aware of him on because George tags him in a lot of pictures of cycling and things like that. So I was aware of who he was through social media, um, but I've never met him. But but yeah, I, I didn't know he listened. So shout out to Ian and shout out to George Poole slash Puddle um, for listening. Uh, sorry, shout out to Ian, should I say, not shout out to George for listening. Although George did get in touch and said something about what we said on the podcast. So obviously George listens as well. He's obviously just checking out the competition. Um, and another message we had was off Chris Pickles. Uh, now this th- this is why I do it. I just I normally don't I don't read every single message out, um, but this is the sort of reason why I do it. He said um, decided to give Turfcast podcast a listen to tonight in the bath. I didn't need to know that bit, Chris. Uh, first time listener, and I'm very impressed. I may have had the word very there. He just says I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> then, he, then he tags Alan, obviously the new chairman, Alan Pace BFC. Yes. He says, Alan, if you haven't already listened, give their latest episode a listen. They share the views of many of the club's fans and make some really valid points on all things Burnley FC. So thank you, Chris, for that. That is that is why I do oh, I yeah. do it to I do it to get new listens. I do it to, like I say, try and build a community around the podcast and I do it so people enjoy it. Like, that's basically what I want people to do. I want people to enjoy it. Um, and Chris has, and it made me happy. So thank you. And if you do enjoy it, Get me no, uh, get me no. Let, let get, get in touch, Alyssa. So. Uh, get get in touch. I always end up flapping when I'm wrapping up because I'm thinking about everything I need to say. Uh, get in touch and let me know uh, because it makes me happy. So if you want to make me happy, get in touch and tell me you like the podcast. Um, but that's it for me, Sound. Unless there's anything you want to add. No, thanks for having a thought. No, thank you. Hopefully you like the new uh, sort of like backdrop, everybody. I'll just quickly zoom out. Not that far, actually, because that looks rubbish. Um, just, you like the new backdrop. Oh, the American flag's there. There it is. Simon's got some lighting as well. You can't really see it as well because it, we're doing it in daytime. We bought all this lighting and then we decided to do it in the daytime. Um, but it, it saves me having to edit it tonight and I can actually go on Call of Duty tonight because I didn't get to go on last night. I respected a text off you when you finished Watch Along. Nothing. I said it on the Watch Along, sorry. I said, like, hey, anyone coming on? God, I'll be on in five. And then I went on. Did you go on? Yeah. You bastard. Been on COD yeah. without me. Sorry, Everybody get on. in touch and tell Simon he's a prick. Oh, well, yeah, tonight. Can't yeah, well, tonight. obviously I don't have to edit. I am working until now, so I won't be able to go on it until after that. Um, 
But yeah, I'll definitely be on tonight. Although Mrs. is working, but I'm sure she'll understand. I haven't been on for two nights, love. So I know you've done a twelve hour shift on a cord board, but I'm playing on Call of Duty. Go to bed. Uh yeah, she'll, 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 she'll that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say, I think. Um but shout out to Ian, uh, thanks for your message, shout out to Chris, thanks for your message, shout out to everyone else. Um hopefully there was a fan reaction. I I've asked for one. Yeah, we didn't get one for the MK Dons game. Obviously, everyone listening to this now will have already listened to the fan reaction from the Manchester United match, but I am I am recording this on Wednesday morning. Um, so I won't have edited the fan reaction in until Thursday night. We haven't actually had one sent yet. Uh, fingers crossed, Neil gets his sent in, Stuart gets his sent in, anti-football gets theirs sent in, Kieran gets his sent in. You know, um, I think Dan said he was going to do one, uh, an audio one, but never got round to it. So if there, if there was a, a fan reaction earlier in the show, you can ignore all of this. If there wasn't, then that means we didn't get any sent in. Uh, and fingers crossed, everyone listens to this one, I'll think, oh, I forgot to do it. I'll, I'll do it next week for them. Um, but that's it for me. That's it from Simon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Turfcast Podcast. I will hopefully be back soon with a, uh, a pre-match show for the West Ham game. We'll uh, stream that on Friday or Saturday morning, provided I can get somebody. I have been in touch with somebody, but I haven't confirmed a time or anything yet. Um, but fingers crossed, I will see you there. If not, I will be doing a watch-along. I will be available this week. I won't leave it all down to Simon again, because I'm not working on Saturday. Uh, so if you don't see for the fan, react- uh, for the fan reaction, because there isn't one, and I don't see you for the pre-game show because there isn't one we'll see for the watch along if we don't see for that because it ain't your thing we'll see for next week's podcast Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.